Hello. Okay. Guys, we are family. Praise Jesus, because who knows what's going to happen on she nights. Can I just say, you guys who do all the setup and all the stuff, you're so good. And the TV hates you, and it's not your fault. So don't take it personally. I'm sorry. I don't know why that is. Um, if you've never been a part of a church plant before, I'm not making excuses or anything, but, you know, just, just roll with it. We roll with it. You're welcome to as well. This is what happens. Um, and what I love, though, is the fact that we prayed before we got over here. So if you don't know me, my name is Rose. I'm from England. Um, my family and I moved over here a few months ago to start this church. And when we were praying about it, we were praying, God, we just want it to be family and we just want it to be real. And we want it to be a place where people come in and it's no pretense and it's no, um, you know, masks. It's just real life family time together. And that is what we are having tonight because the TV doesn't work. And, you know, people are rock, paper, scissoring over here. It's just family night. Just relax into it. If this is your first time, um, then we're so grateful to have you here. Thank you so much for coming. And uh, we also prayed. We prayed big time to have a, a church that students could come to. And we have, over the last few weeks and months, been seeing the reality of that and how awesome it is when students come to church. But what happens on spring break is people are not, therefore, around to come to church. It's spring break week, but that just means it's family week again. It's us, and it's here, and it's tonight, and it's family. So praise Jesus for that. Um, I want to talk to you guys briefly this evening about loyal sisterhood, because as the guys mentioned really well, we are in a series at the moment called She Who Dares Wins. And two months ago, I spoke about the power of the daring dreamer, the power that we have in our hands when we dream big things for God, when we actually submit our gifts, our dreams and our abilities to him knowing that he is fully able to use anyone, but that we have something worth using. None of us is too small, too quiet, too shy, too unqualified, too insignificant to be a part of the great plan of his kingdom, the eternal plan that we are a part of. We're a part of this huge relay race, and the baton gets handed on from generation to generation. And God in 2020 hands us a baton of faith and says, what will you do with it? Because this church, it's just borrowed. It's not yours. You don't get to uh, put your fingers all over it and, and change it and shift it. I made a design. The design is for people of God to get together to love one another and to glorify him. And you have to hand that church back one day. So what will you make of it? What will you create with it? That's the challenge that lands on all of us as Christians. What will you do in your time on earth? Because this is our watch. This is our season. And we believe that God has called us to dare to do some outrageous things. Honestly, the, the heritage and the legacy of the church that you sit in right now is daring. And maybe it doesn't feel that way because, what, there's 20 of us in a room tonight. Maybe some of us listening on a podcast. Hello. And, um, and you know, we are at humble beginning stage. But the Bible says don't despise the day of small beginnings. Give it everything that you have. Treat it faithfully. Hold it wisely. Steward it well. Because that's where the dare starts. You know, it's it's... Actually, it's not quite so challenging and not quite so scary to dream big dreams when you're in a big place. It's scary and challenging to dream big dreams when you're in a small place, when you're at a small start. But God says, she who dares wins. I mean, I don't know if God said that, but we are saying that God reminds us. It's not in the Bible, just to clarify. Um, but God has impressed, impressed on our hearts as a leadership team and as women in this church that she who dares wins. We have to be bold. 
Faith itself is a bold statement to say that we believe in the things that aren't seen yet. Thanks, Renee. Um, we believe in the things that aren't seen yet. We trust in the things that have not yet been seen, have not yet come to pass. That's daring. And you have to be daring to say, okay, I'm going to trust that God's going to do something magnificent and majestic with his church and with me in that church. You have to be daring to believe that. So we are a bunch of those who dare. And as a part of this series, we've been given these four marks of a she-woman. They're like our DNA. They're like the thing that runs through our blood. And we're going to spend this whole year on our one night a month where we get together as women. We're going to spend our whole year just unpacking what is it that a daring woman is made of? What is, what is her heart disposition towards or what is she training herself in and there are four of these and I'll just mention them quickly we've got uh, loyal sisterhood which we're going to talk about tonight next month when we get together we're going to talk about dangerous honesty dangerous honesty um I mean, everybody wants to come to church when the word dangerous is in the title, surely. Yeah, that's a scary prospect, right? Being dangerously honest about how we really are and how we really are in our faith and how we really are with Jesus. And that's a, that's a scary concept because for most of us, we've perhaps grown up around or recently experienced a church environment where everybody's doing great. They come in and they smile and they lift their hands and they bless you and then they go out again and everybody just seems to be doing well. And if we're not feeling like we're doing well, it can be very challenging to say, I don't know what I'm doing. Somebody just referenced a, book, a verse and I didn't even know that book was in the Bible. Dangerous honesty is um, something that a daring woman has to embrace in her life. The ability to say, this is where I am. This is who I am. This is what I struggle with. This is what challenges me. We have to be dangerously honest. And so we're going to look at that over the next couple of months. We're also going to look at defiant humility because everything within us would like to serve ourselves. But we have to be women who defy that nature and serve others and actually put ourselves out to, to bless other people and to raise other people up. That's exactly what Jesus taught us, and that's what we need to be. And then the last one is daring love. We have to love those who are deemed unlovable, deemed uh, on the outside, um, those who society would tell us don't have worth, or we have to be daring in the way that we love. But tonight is all about loyal sisterhoods. And we've heard all the amazing women talk about it. And it's funny being here tonight and having a TV that doesn't work because I just saw my friend Naomi Kopik, who I have known for many years. And she leads church in Cape Town, South Africa. And she regularly, we have a, a WhatsApp group, she and I and a couple of our other friends around the world. And we regularly hear from her. You know, we were in the middle of church and the power cut out because in Cape Town they have very inconsistent power supply and they have to ration it. She'll regularly say, we were going to schedule to do something, and then the roads got closed because of X, Y, and Z, and nobody could get through. We were going to um, do this big party and this big celebration, but they cut off our water in this part of the city. I mean, it is a relentless slog every day to get together, to not just get her five kids together, but to get church happening in a city where there's that level of inconsistency. If Naomi Kopuk, my friend, can lead church in Cape Town in South Africa, we can do with a TV that doesn't work, right? We don't need TV to have church. We do not need lyrics to praise Jesus. Close your eyes and make up a song. He likes it. Um, so we're going to talk about loyal sisterhood tonight, loyal sisterhood. And I'm just going to really simply answer three questions with you guys, for you guys, alongside you guys. Very simple three questions. So I don't know. I mean, we don't have a screen. We have a screen over here if you want to take notes and if you like notes. 
Um, these are our three questions. What is loyalty? Why should we have sisterhood? And how can we build loyal sisterhood here? So that's what we're going to look at tonight. We're just going to break down this mark because it sounds nice, loyal sisterhood. I'd buy a shirt with that on. It sounds cool. Um, but what is it? What is loyal sisterhood? And we're going to start out with what is loyalty? I want to tell you that, in my opinion, loyalty is one of the most underrated values and virtues in our society today. I think that if you go back a number of years, whether that's in America, whether it's in the UK, whether it's in any nation, I think we had a much greater grip on what loyalty is, and now not so much. What is loyalty? You know, when my grandparents were growing up, um, I'm from a rural part of the UK, so I am from farming families on both sides. My parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, they were farmers in England. And they will tell you where they bought their meat, where they bought their vegetables, where they went to the post office, who worked at that post office, who they went to for building supplies, who they went to for, you know, I don't know, 